so we are um, out of town at a friend's house, um, house and pet sitting for the weekend. And we got here last night and luckily it's not too far away from where we're staying, but still uh, Emerson realized last night that he forgot his allergy medication. He forgot um, his computer charge cord, <laughs> like important stuff, you know? Um, and then of course this morning, luckily our, one of our friends very kindly just um, offered to drive him back to get a few things. And then this morning I was like, I should set up early for my recording. Oh, wait, I forgot my podcast equipment bag. Running a successful business often means dealing with stress, burnout, and exhaustion. That's why prioritizing your mental health at work is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Hi, I'm Leanna Lee. I'm Mike Vini, and this is Better Mental. Join us as we share tools tips and strategies to help you build better systems for health and business growth. Ready? Let's get to work. So he was able to, he was able to go back and get it, but it was missing one thing, which is the um, the stand for the mic. So I'm, I'm kind of propping it up right now because he borrowed it for a different so if, project. So if we hear the microphone just hit the back. table, like go gone. Yes. I'm fine. Don't worry. It's just my mic. Luckily, it seems to be kind of standing up on its own. And this is a quite a high table. So I think I think I'm going to be okay. I might try and prop it up. Don't touch anything. There's, there's a Bible here. I might try and just prop it up slightly. I think you should put the microphone on the Bible. Yep. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Not disrespectful at all. So yes, that's yeah. been my little little control thing for the day. Could not control that. Could not um, could not foresee. <laughs> now I'm just rolling with it. I guess I've been trying to control a lot of things. I was really struggling this week with my mental health because I was trying to uh, control relationships at work with some of the mm. bigger companies I'm working with, and I'm trying to control the outcome because I want it to look a certain way. And I'm actually uh, frustrated yeah. right now yeah. because it's not looking a certain way. And I realize that, you know what I'm doing? I'm actually like trying to control success. How coincidental. Because that's the title of this episode. What? <laughs> you know, one thing we've got really good at um, over the years as Mike and I have worked together is that I started out, and I think this is hopefully a point in my favor. I started out being very, very rigid and controlling and type A about our episode outlines and how we were going to put them together. And now looking at ours for this episode, it's just like a bunch of notes splattered to a wall. <laughs> Leanna, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm just going to say this on air. You're becoming the free spirit in this relationship. Just putting it out I there. I am. I am. No, I'm I'm excited about it. I've always wanted to be one, but it never worked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's no, it's it's good. It, it's good. So this is the last episode of the season, right? We're wrapping up for season two. And it's good to be back here talking with you about about control and about so this episode I think is gonna be just a little more personal dig into a bit more about my life and your life and how we see success and how we try to control it. And I suppose one good place to start is with a disclaimer, 
And, and that is that we're kind of already successful at, at what we each individually do with our businesses. I think we could both agree that there could be a little bit more money involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does anyone ever have enough? I don't know, but uh, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Do you want to kind of summarize how the last couple of years have been for you, maybe how you see your success, things have stood that have stood out? Big wins? I, I mean... It's so interesting you bring this up because I never really fully feel successful, even though like I look at things on paper and go, okay, that's success right there. But maybe what I thought was- Is that like the high achieving? I think it's a high achieving thing. It's like, there's never going to be a point I get to. But no, I've had lots of Mm. wins in my career that have been pretty awesome. I've won awards and stuff and made a a very nice living uh, through, through my work. But, you know, in my mind, it's still not enough. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm struggling. So, so I think- I think I have been successful like on paper, but I still feel like I'm not like, what about you? I think it's really interesting that there's like, you mentioned, you sort of separate internal success, like how you feel about your success versus how others might see it. Cause I think I might be a little bit, I might look sort of the opposite in a way to the outside. Cause I mean, on the one hand, I am a successful freelancer uh, in the sense that I I make a living off my writing, sometimes a very good one. And I have been supporting myself and my husband by myself for the past three years now, which has been great. Could not have done that a couple of years ago. I have repeat clients. I have great contacts. I am an expert in certain niches. I've worked with a ton of really big companies and that's fabulous. But I, I would be interested to kind of get a sense of how people would see that if they looked at our businesses side by side, which would there be, would they kind of compare us? Would we each look successful in different ways, perhaps? Because I'm a solopreneur and you have a team and we do kind of different things and have different approaches. But I think internally, I also struggle to feel successful because I'm always thinking about the next thing, how to get, how to achieve that. What, what should I be achieving next? And also, you know, there's an age gap between us, right? I think we're about 10 years apart-ish. So we're at slightly different... 30. <laughs> Not 30 years apart, but yeah. So there's there's like a gap there in, I think, professional experience and then kind of place in life, right? So there's... Um, I look up to Mike all the time, just seeing, just to see what he does next, what's going on with him. And I'm like making a note of that for the next five, 10 years down the road to see if I can implement that myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You look up to me, but that's that's also because I'm taller <laughs> than you, It's right? definitely taller than me, for sure. <sighs> In the future, that's I hope my business looks a bit more like yours in my own way. I think that's how I see success. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and speaking of success, though, we uh, have a moment uh, of success for this podcast, for our partnership together. Yes. Um, for those of you listening, we are in the process of initial conversations with our very first sponsor for the Better Mental Podcast. So hopefully the future looks like getting more sponsors. So if anyone is interested, please go to our website and contact us there. Just slide into our DMs, right? Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing about success. Like we just said, you know, there's this internal monologue about success and what what does it mean? What does success mean? And this is, I think, something you and I have been trying to kind of figure out. What does success mean for better mental? Like, you know, is 
how how many sponsors is going to be too like you know this might be number one. What if there's a the, what if there's an avalanche, right? What if this what if this episode goes viral and we're suddenly so famous or something? How many is too many? We need you know there's there's all of these great ideas that we throw around and dreams that we have, but you need a plan, right? How do you make that that success happen? Which sort of brings us back around to controlling it, right? Because I think, for me at least, I need a plan, and I think you need a plan too. I think we're similar in that way. You're the free spirit now, so I don't, I don't know. About that, <laughs> I question, guess I don't need one anymore. The question to ask is, can we control success? And there are different ways we all try to control it, and there are things that we say to ourselves and others that we don't even realize. Sometimes we say them out loud. Sometimes we say them to ourselves. But for example, for future success, we might say things like, I want to know what it's going to look like. I want to know what my finished career, my finished business is going to look like, or I'm looking to achieve a certain level of success, but not too much. That that one's always interesting to me. I imagine Mm -hmm. that X amount of success would be stressful. I couldn't even imagine what it would look like. Or I see what so-and-so is doing. I don't like that. And that's how we do that with future success. And on current success, we might say things like, well, I'm doing everything I can to maintain this level of success, which to be transparent with you, Liana, and to everyone listening, that's what I was doing this week with some of the relationships that I have with other companies. I'm like feeling some fear around the level of current success we have. And not that it's going anywhere, but you know, you you start telling yourself stories. Another thing you might say is, if I don't keep doing blank, I will lose blank. You might say to yourself, for example, as a writer, if I don't keep going to this one website and looking for jobs, I will lose my career. And finally, if I'm putting everything into this one opportunity, working out, it will make or break my career. You know, if I put everything into Better Mental, it's going to make or break my career. And these are things that we say that we don't even realize about success. Mm, yeah. I mean, as you were saying them, I was thinking I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I mean, these are pretty common. I'd say, yeah. I mean, as a right, like one, you know, I'm in a slow season right now. If I don't, if I don't get that marketing back up, I'll, I'll lose future. And like, these are the things that are going through my head right now. And although they may not be attached specifically to my thoughts on success, they're, they're, they're right. They're right in that ballpark, right? Because I'm I'm not I'm I'm not just talking about survival. I'm talking about what comes next for my business. But I, I think another way we try to control success is by defining it, right? Everyone has a different idea of what that looks like. We sort of tell ourselves a specific story, right, about our success and and how it's going to happen, what it's going to look like, and what we believe it to be. And this is something. So you're sort of, I guess, controlling the narrative of success. And this is something that I've that I've struggled with a lot this this year and last year, late last year. So I had six really bad months from fall, last fall to this spring. And it was two busy work seasons on top of two extended P, um, depression and PTSD, just really bad periods of depression and PTSD triggers. Uh, concerns about money, concerns about what I was, where I was going next with work, so kind of professional burnout meets. What do I do? What the hell do I do now? And it just, it just seemed like this perfect storm of situations that forced me to reconsider what I think about success and how I, you know, how I approach it, how I define it. So with professional success, I was like, okay, so it's, 
it's money, obviously. Better clients, I don't know, being better paid by better clients, maybe working fewer hours, maybe feeling great about everything I'm doing. But instead, you know, I got found myself facing burnout. I didn't like what I was doing. I, I didn't know what was coming next. There was that uncertainty. So that just felt like the opposite. And I mean, mental health, again, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm doing better with this. And then six months of bad mental health told me I was not. And I'm like, okay, well, was is that a failure then? I don't, I don't understand what's going on because that to me, if it gets worse, that means you failed, you know, right? All the work that you've put into therapy and medication and, you know, better mechanisms for management, does that just all go down the drain, right? If if it gets worse. And of course, that's not the case, but that again is what your mind tells you. And I could go on and on and on and on. Like what I thought a podcast, successful podcast was look like, looked like became different. You know, success with money looks different. You know, I've been, I've been working really hard to learn more about financial health recently. And um, I'm learning that success with money really has more to do with the systems that you customize to work for you and your future plans than the actual numbers. You know, so that's it's just been really, really interesting. So it's, it's all been a huge lesson in, in what success looks like, right? And um, we don't have an answer to that, do we? I think our our idea of success, our definition of success, changes depending on whether we think things are going bad or good. If we think things are good, then we're like, oh, I'm successful. Or how can I replicate this? Right. And if things are going bad, we're like, well, obviously I'm a failure. Yeah. It's the only, it's the only answer. No, and must be. I can resonate or resonate. Is that the word? I don't know. With so many things you just said, like, yeah, so, you resonate with it. Yeah. yeah I, you relate to it. I, yeah. I should know that word. I'm a musician, resonate. But no, there's something that I have found that I think is a really important tool for everyone listening that um, I, I hate using this tool because it forces me to be honest. And sometimes I just don't want to be honest with myself, but oftentimes mm-hmm. when I'm feeling anxiety around success, which I am now, and this actually came up in therapy with me yesterday, there's a way to mm-hmm. get to the root of, pro- of the problem by being honest with yourself. And there's a, a sentence you can use, and it's a formula that goes like this. The problem is the story about success that I'm telling myself is blank. And therefore, blank. For example, the story about success that I'm telling myself is I don't need much money to be happy, and therefore I might be limiting my income. That's one example of that. And what I have found is that when you start to be honest with the story you're telling yourself, and truth be told, forget like success, this can be applicable in any situation in life. The story you're telling yourself, you know, you could be having a conflict with a a family member, and well, well, the story I'm telling myself is blank. Sometimes when you do that, it forces you to stop pointing out away from you saying there's the problem out there and you have to start to take Mm. responsibility. And I'm just going to be honest on air. I'm an immature child who's 44 years old and I absolutely hate doing that. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. And here's the reality. We do not know, as you just said, Leanna, what success will look like. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Because I mean, the example you just shared. I don't need much money to be happy and therefore I might be limiting my income. I don't need much money to be happening 
to be happy is what I told you last year. I was like, I don't want to be rich. I don't need to be rich. I don't need money to be happy. And I was like, I think I, I think there was a point where I was, I was looking down on you and probably on Emerson as well, because you were both had these like seven figure dreams. And I was like, Psh, so immature. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm immature for that. Well, you know, oh, it's you're int- not the only child in the room. You're not the only child in the room. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot, of, a, a lot of children in this room right here, big children. The thing is, you know, there's something else I wanted to bring up. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but there's sometimes, this is like a whole separate issue, but I'm just going to bring it up because it's on my mind. There are times in life where I've heard conversations from people who say, you know, the problem in this world is money. People make too much money or companies make too much money and 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 that becomes problematic. And to that, my response has always been, what specifically is that number where it becomes problematic? And no one can give me an answer, which is really interesting about it. So it makes me really question what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, that famous saying from the Bible with it's the money is the root of all evil or something. And people always misread that. It's actually the love of money is the root of all evil. And I'm not saying that's like the be all and end all of sayings, but it's just interesting that that it's constantly by Christians anyway, constantly misworded. Like people only remember the money is the root of all evil bit. Not that you can be an asshole and have money and make terrible decisions with it. You know? Oh my gosh. So it's... it. You could be poor. It's just so interesting that there's that... <laughs> There's that mindset, you know. Yeah, you you could be poor and and be the worst person in the world. But you know, one of the things that we talked about is okay. We're saying about you can't control success. You can't control it. You have to let go, be detached. You don't know what it looks like. But, but we also talk about things like vision and goals, right? Because we're talking to business owners and freelancers, and we all have business plans and you know vision boards and all that stuff. And so, yeah. Well, you can't run a business without a plan, right? You can't run a business without without um, goals and without that vision, because it gives you direction, you know, it gives you a sense of what the next step should be. And I think also you've pointed this out before, which I think is super helpful. And this is something freelancers struggle with is this, the practice of detaching from your business and being able to be objective because you're seeing it as this, as this separate entity, right? For freelancers, we often connect you know, the entity as sole proprietors, our te- like our tax situation, our legal situation is literally personal and business combined. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't run a small business as a sole proprietor and have a successful business, right? But it is harder when your business and, and, and personal stuff is all, all kind of mixed up. So I think there needs to be that level of attachment. And I think that's what goals and plans do for you. So I think there's a sense in which you need both. You need both a plan to kind of pull away, but you also need, you need to give up the uh, assumption that those goals and plans are what, exactly what your future is going to look like. So that's something that I'm learning in spades at the moment. This is, a, I feel like I'm in therapy right now. It's a dance. And you no, know, because a lot of us have what we call black and white thinking, where we see just one or the other, it's good or bad, you know? And this is an example of where in life, sometimes things are gray area. You know, we're saying two things at once to you here. You've got to have goals and a vision. That's important to have something to shoot for and simultaneously detach from it. Mm -hmm. So you're not gripping to it and you can allow for 
other opportunities, maybe surprises you didn't even know about to come into your life. So I think it's important. And you and I were talking recently about a little issue with our business yeah. uh, that, that came up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were, so we were trying to figure out in the next steps for Better Mental LLC and all that. And we were talking about our first hire because we're, you know, trying to get a sense of what that's going to look like. And we started arguing a little bit because I wanted to hire someone specific. I thought they'd be great. I love what they do. And Mike was like, how much would it cost? And I went on their website and I looked and I was like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah per hour. And he's like, we can't afford that. It's too expensive. And honestly, guys, I was triggered a little bit. First of all, he rejected my friend. Secondly, he he out of the blue said that what a freelancer charges was too much and it was like you can't say that that's what they charge and he's like but we can't afford that and it took me a little while to calm down but later I apologized and I said you know that's I think it's that's on me because I am I'm too close to it I'm too close to it and you were thinking like the business owner here but I'm going to actually counteract and apologize for something too here. So by the way, we just use this podcast as therapy for each other. This is not even for you anymore, listeners. Seriously, this is how this is how meetings work. This is like really no different. But the one thing I want to say, Leanna, that I appreciated about that whole conversation though, is you taught me something as a business partner. So I was coming in with the, okay, we need to look at if we can afford something, which everyone should do, right? Budgeting is important. If you can't afford it, it doesn't matter how much you want it, right? But at the same time, I said, how lucky am I to have a business partner that has the empathy that I don't maybe have as much as I once did when I was a full-time freelancer to be able to jump in a decision like this and say, wait, we got to think through this from the whole perspective. So that's why I want to say, even though I think it's important that we do have a budget, you brought, you're bringing a real gift to this partnership because you're bringing in that empathy that I just don't have as much of just because of proximity, because I haven't been a full-time freelancer in so long, you know? So I think it's, it's really important. So uh, thank you for your apology. And no need to mm. apologize, you know? Um, oh, well, I, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I was, I was a little harsh and I was a little unnecessarily judgmental of Mike's views about <laughs> <laughs> freelance pay but it's that's the thing that's the thing is that and and to me the real lesson is that both things can exist simultaneously right freelancers can charge what they need to and businesses can not afford them that's just the reality and that's fine and i think one point that you made so well and then we'll move on because this we're kind of thrashing a dead horse at this point <laughs> one thing point that you made really well was that level of attachment is so necessary and that it, you can't just build a company around people right you can't just build it on personality you have to build it on systems if you hire a specific person because you like them and they're nice and they're good at their job that's great but then once they're gone the system falls down. You need a system and then you find a person that fits the system. So he made an excellent point about that, a very wonderful business-minded entrepreneurial point. And so we may never agree on certain things, but that's okay because we have, as you said, Mike, we both bring different things to the business. And I think it wouldn't be, you know, we say we don't build a company on personality, but this company is built on two personalities. This, this company is built on clashing over here, by the way. It is built yes, on clashing. Yes, clashing personalities. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
one thing I wanted to say is uh, budgeting. One of my mentors, Mike, um, always reminds me that a business plan and a budget are a wish. You know, so it's mm, great to make a budget for the month, but it's just a wish of how you'd like to spend your money because then what actually happens is whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, think about, you know, this podcast, we didn't have, we had no idea where it was going to go. We didn't know we'd have a team of six. We didn't know we'd have X many downloads. We didn't know we'd have a sponsor down, you know, in the pipeline. Like it's, it's so different to what I was, at least my vision of a successful podcast was. So it's, I think, I think the biggest lesson that I'm taking from all this is if you can try to control your success, you're actually limiting it, right? Because you're limited by only what you can imagine, only what you see for your future. And that tends to be a very narrow viewpoint. So if you try to control your ideas of success, then you can't, you're not open to all these other possibilities. You're not open to whatever could potentially be out there and it's yeah it's just I imagine it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way but it's so it's so interesting and I've noticed a big difference since I've been trying to pull back from my kind of narrow focused views on what success with money looks like on what financial health looks like on what the future of my business looks like and I'm already starting to see some really positive differences in what's coming next for me and opportunities that are opening themselves up. So I don't know. It's that's been, that's been a definite learning experience. This whole season about control has just been a huge learning experience for me as, as I hope it would be as I, as I hope. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you have taught me so much during this season and actually I've really gotten to call myself out on a lot of things. And, you know, one of the reasons we started this whole season was because we realized that you might have been the external control freak, but I was the internal one. And even as mm-hmm. we're recording this episode, like right now, like there's so many things happening with, the, with uh, you know, our notes and, and all this stuff. And I'm just like trying to control it in my head. And I realized that it's a nice awareness to have. And I've even thinking about just how I've had to learn to trust you. You know, my whole career, I've been the voice. Mm-hmm. I have been the voice by myself. I start working with you on this now and it's like, we're both the voice. That was a lot of mental shifts for me. It still is, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the talk about um, the scripted intro that we had? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. A few times I've had to say, Mike, this isn't your podcast. This is our podcast. Stop treating it like yours. Yes, we had to, we had to stop the recording because, because of me. So, um, you know, it does shift over time though. And actually, you know, it's important to realize that whatever you're thinking success is today will shift possibly even in a week or a month. It's not even years, but you can't plan for it. You can dream it, embrace it. And it's important to be flexible and open to new opportunities. And that being said, uh, I'm not trying to control the success of this better mental podcast, but if you're listening (laughs) and you are interested in sponsoring let us know. We would love to talk with you. And we have lots of ways that we can add value to a sponsorship relationship. Yeah, please, please do get in touch. But honestly, we're just, we're so grateful. We're so privileged to to be here talking to you all right now. And it's just been a blast. This season has been amazing. 
I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad we came up with this theme and we talked to the people we did and we talked about the things we did. And I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. I mean, we'll be back soon for another season, but this has been so great. And we don't have, uh, we're not going to announce the next theme yet, the next season's theme yet, but you will get a teaser about it soon, probably around the time this episode airs. And yeah, so we will see you in season three, everyone. We'll try and keep in touch in between, but probably the next time you'll see our faces will be for Better Mental season three. So please show us some love over the summer and check back in in August for the next season. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the resources we mentioned or connect with special guests by checking out today's show notes at bettermental.fm. And if you liked this episode, keep in touch by following us on your favorite podcast app. In the meantime, we'd love to hear what you think about the show. So DM or mention us on Twitter at bettermentalfm. Thanks again, and see you next time.